Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right. You heard the man. You know where you are and you should know what time it is. This is Tyler Chef and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And this week it might sound a little bit different to you. I don't, I'm not at the studio. I'm not in Key West. And that's because of good old Hurricane. I guess we can call it Tropical Storm now that it's been dissipated a little bit. But Hurricane Ian came up the coast. Unfortunately, got the folks in Fort Myers pretty bad, pretty terrifying to see what went on there. It's unfortunate, I got to tell you. And that's what we're going to talk about this week's episode is what to do, how to deal with the issues that come up from these significant life events and how it particularly pertains to investment property. So with that said, uh, you may or may not know, if you listened to last week's episode, we closed on a property for our fund, uh, the investment fund over in Tarpon Springs, Florida. And it's a big one. It's 3,400 square foot house that we're going to be doing a renovation on a very high end, uh, property. And uh, it needs a lot of work. And the last right at closing, it was kind of a race to the finish line to see if we could get insurance bound before the storm came. Now, fortunately we were able to get insurance bound before they named the storm Ian. Therefore, uh, we were fully covered. We had wind fire liability. But understand that a lot of folks went through that without insurance. Now, the people in Fort Myers, well, they got quite a mess to clean up. But other places, uh, for example, Key West, if you watch the news, they'd have you believe that the that Key West was wiped off the map. And the opposite is true. Key, Key West actually fared pretty well. Yes, they had flood damage. Uh, they had a couple of fires. Unfortunately, some folks lost their homes in a fire over on uh, Truman. But um, besides that, the flood damage was the majority of the damage there in the Florida Keys. A uh, little bit of wind damage, but primarily flood damage. And you might be thinking, wow, that's, that's traumatizing. You know, I, that's why I'll never invest there. Well, I got news for you. If you're going to say you'll never invest in an area because of significant weather events, then you're just never going to invest. What do I mean by that? Well, on the West Coast, they've got uh, earthquakes. On the East Coast, they've got blizzards. Northeast, they got blizzards and snowstorms that cave in roofs and start fires and all kinds of stuff. In the South, you've got your hurricanes, your tornadoes across Texas. In the Midwest, you've got your tornadoes and significant wind events. Bottom line is, you got to think clearly when you're getting involved with these investment properties and have your team in place. And that begins with a good insurance agent. Make sure you sit down with an insurance agent and there is no stupid question. Ask them the question, is this covered? Is that covered? If a Hurricane Ian comes by and blows the house down, what are my coverages? Even though I've been doing this, guys, for 23, 24 years now, you can bet your bippy I sat down. Mike and Mike was, was in Tarpon Springs for the closing. I was in Tarpon Springs, Florida for the closing. We went and sat and talked to the insurance agent face-to-face to make sure that we had all the appropriate coverages and that we didn't get caught up in the insurance company technobabble. And it was def- definitely a, w- a race to the finish line to make sure we could get coverage bound uh, before they named that storm. So what's the backup plan, you say? Would I have bought the property or continued on with the closing without insurance? And the answer is 100% no. I, there is, I make sure there is language in every contract that I take part in that clearly outlines uh, the contract will be extended. In other words, the closing date will be extended. In other, in other words, uh, be, we're going to, if we're supposed to close, let's say in the first of the month, we'll stretch it out 30, 45, 60 days, whatever it takes to correct that issue. It's not that I'm going to use that as a clause to get out of the contract. Instead, I'm going to just simply delay things. The seller had insurance on the house. So there's no reason to close without insurance. Because the minute you close without insurance, 
you're technically kind of voiding that insurance, that seller's insurance policy. Once the ownership transfers, I doubt that insurance policy. Now, someone listening to the episode is a is a uh, insurance person. Maybe I'm incorrect on that, but I, I'm not willing to take that chance, especially when we're talking about a big investment property. So we had to make sure that you know we reached out to the seller and said, "Hey, we're going to need to extend the closing date." Uh, and it's called the clause is called force majeure. And if you have one of these contracts you got off the internet from some wholesaler guru schmuck guy. Read the contract to make sure there's some there's some language in there about force majeure and reach out to a real estate attorney in your area and make sure it's clearly worded that it makes sense, that it do, it's an applicable policy, that it doesn't violate state law. You're going to want to know that because force majeure is, is a big deal, right? It's a significant life or weather event, civil unrest, things like that. Um, you want those clauses in there to give you the ability to delay the closing date so that you don't get caught short without insurance. There's no reason to close on a property without insurance unless, of course, the property is not insurable. So the next step is the storm comes. And, you know, a couple of people were like, well, boy, uh, what happens next? Are we going to get wiped out with uh, the investment? Are we going to lose our money uh, when the if the storm comes and knocks the house down? It's like, no, we're actually going to make money. And how is that, you might ask? Well, first of all, the structure is covered up to the purchase price, right, and closing costs. So we got that part covered. Uh, so in this case, we invested $325,000 in the property. $325,000 is the check they would write, plus the cost of demolition. Uh, all those are covered by the policy. And you might ask, well, that's great. You get your money back, but there's no profit. I beg to differ. In the end, if the house got knocked down, we'd spend about $10,000 having some bulldozers come scrape up whatever's left of it and put it in a dumpster and haul it away. We still have the land. And the land is a big piece of property. Uh, so that big piece of property is worth a significant amount of money all by itself, scraped with nothing on it. It happens to be in one of the most desirable neighborhoods in town. Therefore, the land itself has value. So in the end, not only would we get our investment back, the $325,000, we'd probably walk away with about a $180,000 profit off of the hurricane knocking that down. And you might think, well, geez, Tyler, that's not fair, or that's why insurance is so high. Yeah, I get it, but I'm not in this business to lose money. We're making sure that we're properly prepared and that our investors and ourselves are covered on every different angle so that we don't get caught up by these silly things. That said, when the storm comes, the best thing you can do is just make sure you've got insurance coverage and take yourself out of harm's way. And that's exactly what Jill and I did. We jumped in the truck, hooked up our camper. We went to Alabama. We're up in Alabama right now as I record this episode. It's beautiful up here today. It's about 68 degrees, absolutely gorgeous weather. It's a little breezy, but that's okay. And uh, we're having a great time. We're out looking at antique stores and whatnot, letting the weather do its thing. And when it's over with, we'll go assess the situation. Now, for me, I have cameras at all of our investment properties, so I know everything. Well, except the new one. I haven't put cameras up there yet. But all of our other investment properties, I can simply look at the camera feeds. If the power goes out, i got to wait for the power to come back on. But when the power comes back on, I can assess the situation, see where we're at, and see if we have damage. And I know at this point uh, that we're good to go. And we don't have any problem. So we can simply meander our way back to Florida, take our time. We're not in a big rush and just work our way back to Florida. I'm not going to sit there and freak out about it. Uh, it doesn't make sense to freak out about it. There's nothing I can do. I can't strap myself to a palm tree you know, and hold a rope around the, these properties to make sure they stay, stay together. And which leads me to maintenance. 
Is there, I don't care where you are in the country. If, if you're a slumlord, you're the one that's going to probably suffer the worst when significant weather events come. What I mean by that is if you let your roof go to the last minute, you know, if you're not on top of your maintenance, you're going to have problems in these storms because the structure, the structural integrity of your property is weakened. My properties all have brand new roofs. They're all in top-notch condition. There is no rotten wood. There is no broken windows or missing screens. There's no crappy furniture and debris and stuff all over the yards. Everything is dialed in and looks good. Every property. We do that on purpose that way. When things like storms and whatnot come up, we don't really have anything to do now after the storm. Yeah. We're going to have some tree limbs and leaves and all that stuff. And I am here to tell you, I have a landscape crew for each property that will be out there this week, making those properties look tip top, excellent condition. So I don't have to worry about this stuff. Guys, landscapers, not that expensive. I gotta be, I gotta be honest with you. A couple hundred bucks a month is absolutely, absolutely worth the peace of mind to make sure the stuff looks good. You don't have debris flying around and damaging other people's properties or anything like that. Now, for those of you that maybe you think, well, that's great. You didn't get any damage, but other people did. Good. Then I have a, a, uh, insurance adjuster. It's called a public adjuster. Uh, his name is Andy. And if there had been some sort of damage, Andy would be in the next plane flying down here to help me through this, through the claims process. I don't cl- claim to be, <laughs> pardon the pun, I don't claim to be or pretend to be an insurance expert. I'm, that's not what I'm good at. Uh, that's why I have people on my team that are good at that. People that I can call, like when I bound insurance coverage, I can send it over to Andy and have Andy take a look at it, make sure that I got proper coverage, make sure everything's the way it should be. Uh, and that doing that keeps my investors and me well protected. Uh, additionally, if there's a claim, Andy's team can get involved and they are the experts in making sure we get paid and we do what we're supposed to do and everybody's happy, happy, happy. And that's what we want, right? We don't want to get caught up in these disasters. You see people, I mean, we just, this last storm, we had friends that decided to stay behind and then they're, you know, ankle deep in water and they're, they're, they're having a, a conniption because they're, they're dealing with no electricity. Well, you kind of create that situation, right? Just get out of the area. Let nature take its course and then go back and and deal with it later. This is why we have insurance. Guys, here's the thing. You can let these significant weather events or civil unrest or whatever goes on around the world just consume every bit of everything you got. Or you can just step back, let things that are beyond your control happen, and then engage your team after the fact to come to a good resolution that works out for everybody. At the end, when we were leaving the state of Florida and Florida was in the rearview mirror, I was not worried about any of my properties or any of my team members because they're all smart and they all evacuated the area uh, if they were in the affected areas and the assets were well protected. We don't have to worry about it. That way, Jill and I and Mike, we could have a great weekend. Mike was out in Wyoming doing his thing. I'm up here in Alabama just having a grand old time looking at antiques and old buildings, talking to people, campfire, whatever having a good time, not panicking because we have the team and the insurance coverage in place to make sure we can get through these tumultuous times. So guys, if you are in the Fort Myers area and you suffer damage, I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, if you, if you get, got too much on your plate and it just seems overwhelming, get on the phone with me. I'm happy to walk you through the steps. I know it's easy for easy for me to sit here in a calm, cool environment and tell you what to do. It's a lot more difficult when you're knee deep in the mess uh, to deal with it, but reach out to me, go to cashflowguys.com, hit that ask Tyler button up at the top and, uh, let me know how I can help you if you're in the affected areas. Otherwise guys have a great week and we will catch up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. 
Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.